from San Diego, California. This is One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about whether an orgasm should be the ultimate goal for you and your spouse every time you have sex. And I want you to think about this quote that's been attributed to Anonymous. It says, once you learn to appreciate the small victories, there is no need for a finish line. And we're going to be talking about that in light of orgasm, in light of your sexual intimacy. But for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, welcome to the One Extraordinary Marriage show. A hug is an opportunity for you to hear from others just like you who've experienced transformation and hope mm-hmm. in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by RX Bar Kids, and you can check them out at rxbar.com slash one. Now, RX Bar, we love this bar. It's it's really good. Truly. Yeah, it's for, As a mom, you're always looking for that like clean snack, right? Mm-hmm. What do I feed my kids? What, what makes it easy to toss in their lunch or to throw in their backpack or you know, with athletes just to toss in the snack or into the practice bag mm-hmm. so that they've got something when, you know, the munchies strike. Because let's face it, if you've got kids, the munchies, the hangries, the I'm hungry now and I got to have it now, that's real. Yeah, and we have an athlete right now going through football and no kidding, these are, these are in his practice bag for during those times when they get off the field and have a little time to uh, fuel up. And I love it because they're a clean label, guys. You know, with they have egg whites, fruits, and nuts with seven grams of protein and absolutely zero added sugar, no gluten, soy, dairy, or other bad stuff. And here's the thing. They come in three amazing flavors. And I was actually a little shocked because they have a chocolate chip, apple cinnamon raisin, and berry blast. And I thought for sure chocolate chip. Was Especially with Elisa. She loves her chocolate. But I loved the apple cinnamon raisin. The kids love berry blast. It's a good thing that we can get all of them super easy because they're available at Target. Mm -hmm. Or you can also, to get 25% off your first order, you can go to rxbar.com slash one and then enter promo code one at checkout. And you're going to love that deal, getting that 25% off your first order because here's the thing. We're all looking for ways to make our life easier and to feed our kids good stuff. We are. In today's day and age, if there's so much stuff you don't want them eating, get this in their bags so that you know what they're eating, you're going to feel good about it. They're going to feel good about it. So the hug today came from an uh, email that we recently received. And this husband said, I just want to say that my wife and I went through a separation a year ago. Mm. 12 months later, we're stronger than we've ever been. I can't thank you two enough for the encouragement and strength you gave my wife and I in that journey. Mm. I hope you two will always know that what you all are doing helps so much and in turn helps make strong lifelong marriages. Mm. We hope you all stay blessed and also enjoy the bond between you two as much as I do with my wife. Amen. I love those ones. I love it when we get to hear from folks who have been through the trenches. Yeah, exactly. They've gone through that tough time. There's just that, that sense of, you know what? It doesn't have to be the end of the story. Nope. 
right? And so 12 months It's part later, of the story. It's part of the story. It's part of the story. And, you know, as we're talking about this topic today, which, you know, as Tony said at the opening, we're talking about whether or not orgasm should be the ultimate goal every time the two of you have sex. And, and you know, there's that word, orgasm, mm-hmm. the big O, climax. It's a loaded word. Mm-hmm. It totally is. And I think we've seen... I, when I think about this, I always think of Harry Met Sally. Oh, sure. The, the scene in Harry Met Sally. And if you haven't seen the orgasm scene and when Harry Met Sally, just Google it. It'll come up on a YouTube, YouTube. video. Yep. But it's it's this topic that that carries so much weight in your sexual intimacy for both the man mm-hmm. and the woman. This isn't just like, well, it's all about him Mm-mm. or all about her. There's so much wrapped up in this word. And, and with what we do here at One Extraordinary Marriage, we hear from so many people whose sexual intimacy is all hinging on this one word. Right. right. Did you or didn't you? Did you or didn't you? You know, husbands who write in or, or share with us that they're frustrated because their wives, they don't know how to get their wife to orgasm. Mm-hmm. They don't know if she's capable of orgasm and they don't know if she's faking orgasm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So he's got all of this stuff going through her head and, and women wives who are, you know, dealing with the fact that every time they have sex, their husband's asking them, like Tony said, did you, or didn't you? Right. Cause he can't tell because maybe she's faked it in the past. And, and you know, women who are frustrated that sometimes they're not able to have orgasm or for them, they're kind of like, you know what, honestly, it's not the goal every time we get naked, mm-hmm. but there's all of this energy wrapped up in six little letters guys o-r-g-a-s-m six letters that are having such such an impact on whether or not the two of you get naked and i'm telling you that it has that that impact because if there's all of this energy wrapped up in will she or won't she Uh did you or didn't you there actually starts to become this reluctance on whether or not we should even get naked. Because, you know, it's like I read that quote at the beginning that says, you know, once you learn to appreciate the small victories, there's no need for a finish line, right? What happens before the orgasm that makes the orgasm just like the cherry on top Mm -hmm. as opposed to the only thing that the two of you can see, right? And, And this is something that we've struggled with. Trust me, I have been asked more times than I care to count, especially in the early years of our marriage, did you or didn't you? Mm-hmm. Did you have an orgasm? And, and truth be told, there were many times that Tony did not get an honest answer to that. Because there was a lot of stuff going on between the two of us. And I just figured if I said yes, or if I faked it in the moment, I'd get like, he would back off. Right. The questioning would stop. The, the questioning of... Did you, because I would honestly continue to just hone in on that. Did, well, did you, was it good? How, 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 um, strong was it? Or, you know, how many did you have? Or, you know, in, in, I would just berate her with these questions right after making love. Wrong time to ask all those questions. Cause here's why. And I actually had a wife tell me this a few weeks ago. She's like, it was one of our coaching calls. And she said, you know, in all honesty, whether I've had an orgasm or not, she's like, I just want to, I want to be close to him. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to bask in the afterglow. And it's not necessarily the afterglow, f- afterglow from orgasm. It's the afterglow of being in that intimate connection with my husband. 
And when I get asked all of those questions, here's what happens. I start thinking, oh my gosh, like what happened there? Like, what, well, why, why is he asking me these questions? Did he, was he not? And all of a sudden, what was this point of intimate connection goes under a microscope and all of the amazing time that was there literally gets dissected, mm-hmm. kind of ruins the moment, you know, and I want to give you guys some numbers because those questions, they're coming at a cost. They're coming at a cost to your marriage. They're coming at a cost to your connection when you're like, did you or didn't you? How good was it? Was it, you know, like on a scale of one to 10, right? I've been asked that question. It's and happened. I, and I've asked it. And he's asked it. But well, let's just talk some real numbers here. There are a number of studies out there. Uh, and I would say we, we did a, a fair amount of research on looking this up because we, we, we hear, and I think many of us have heard that, oh my goodness, you know, men are const- are always having the orgasm and women are right there. Um, and so we did a number of different searches and looking around to see the studies to, to really get an idea, you know, what are these numbers? Absolutely. And, you know, when you look at the numbers across all the articles and things like that, it's saying that um, men are reporting, you know, of course, it's self-reporting. Men are self-reporting orgasm approximately 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And women, on the other hand, are self-reporting about 65% of the time. That's a very real orgasm gap. And, and that orgasm, like you can search orgasm gap, you'll find out there's a lot of research on it. It's pretty consistent that there's about a 30 point uh, percentage point gap. Now, in terms of the time to get to orgasm, and this is kind of interesting when we start talking about what your sexual intimacy looks like. There was an article on WebMD that says for men, orgasm on average happens after two to 10 minutes of sex. But for women, it can take upwards of 20 minutes or more, which I got to tell you guys, that's a real strong argument for foreplay. A very strong point for foreplay. And this is this is the one that hit me the most when we are looking at some of the, the real numbers when we're talking about orgasm. Because prior to our 60 Days of Sex Challenge, I think we were more in that, hey, orgasm is going to happen in that 2 to 10 minute range, which was more of my range, right? So sex or even foreplay was minimal. Mm-hmm. There was some, but it was minimal. It was enough to say, all right, she's wet, let's go. Where after or during the 60 Days of Sex Challenge, we learned and we've shared multiple times here and many a times here that the ability to have foreplay, be it emotional foreplay, you know, speaking, allowing your wife or your husband either way to, to emotionally share what their needs are, what's happening in their life to get off, to get that, that off their chest so that they can be fully present Mm -hmm. and then allowing that foreplay to happen. And so that's a big thing. And for many of us, I think we look at sex as like, let's just get in there, let's get it done and let's move on where we're not taking the time out of our calendars or our, um, our schedule to really go, you know what? Our sexual intimacy isn't going to be a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and we're done. It really needs to be something that we're, we're going to set aside 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And that, for many of you, may be going like, well, we don't have that time. We got kids. We're doing this. We're doing that. I get it. We get it. And yet, if you want to experience the pleasure together, that's something that you may really have to look into in your own lives. And I would even go so far as to say, you don't have the time to not make the time. 
And right. That's the because, truth you know, when, and I'm laughing at, you know, as Tony describes, you know, our sex life in the early years, and he's like, well, you know, I'd wait till she was wet. Um, half the time it'd be like, where's the lubricant? Yeah. Right. We were, so, it was such or a even focus. More than that. You know, such a focus on, let's just get to the point where Tony's having an orgasm. Right. And, and that was, guys, in all honesty, my mindset, because we didn't have such a strong connection between the two of us, was as soon as he's done, like I can be over. I have asked him, are you done yet? What can I do to speed this up? Total mm-hmm. intimacy killer. Totally. Total intimacy killer. Like, like you, you, you want to talk about. <laughs> it had the opposite effect. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the, the light is beaming on me and I'm like, oh, forget it. And then, uh, and there have been times, you know, that you say 95% of the time men do have orgasm or report orgasm. I can, I can say there have probably been times in that 5% range where I'm just like, Eh, uh, when she would do that to me that I would just be like, ah, I'm done. And, and, you know, as we talk about a woman's orgasm, there are so many factors that impact her ability to orgasm. Correct. Right. And we've talked about some of them on the show, but I think it bears repeating that there are various medications and listen to me. I'm not telling you to get off of your medications without talking to your doctor. Can I be really clear here? Not saying that, yeah. but there are many medications that will impact a woman's libido. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we, when we get prescribed medications, we actually need to ask the question, right? What impact is this going to have on me? Not just, you know, like what are the side effects, but is it going to impact my sex life? Ask the question. You know, if a woman is under stress, I will tell you guys, um, when I am highly stressed, there are times when Tony has to actually physically call me out and say, Hey, you're naked. Can you get your head into the bed with us? Mm-hmm. Meaning I can tell that you're not fully present with me. And just as a little side note, it's very hard for a woman to have an orgasm if her mind is not in the game. It, it just plain and simple. Her mind needs to be. So if she's under stress, the two of you need to figure out stress relieving techniques. You know, is it a warm bath? Is I've got one client that goes to yoga. Mm-hmm. A few times a week because that is what allows her to be like, okay, I can focus. Are there things, you know, as you guys look at the job responsibilities in your home, are there things that you two can shift so that she is not feeling as stressed? And I said shift, not just like give somebody all of one responsibility, but do you need to look at your distribution mm-hmm. of responsibilities? You know, her self-esteem. Let me tell you. If you're not loving the person that stares back at you when you get out of the shower, all naked, then it can be hard to get yourself in that place where you're like, I'm going to give myself fully to him. Right. And ladies, that's something that you have some control over, right? Start doing what you need to do so that when you get out of the shower, you're like, I'm so sexy. Mm -hmm. Right. Like have that song playing in your head. Do what you need to do. Because I will tell you, my body's changed a lot in 23 years that I've known Tony. I feel sexier now than I have at any other time in my marriage. But if you were to look at me as a 43-year-old woman, I don't have the same body as a 20-year-old. And I will say self-esteem has impacted both of us over the 20 years of our marriage. It really has. There was a, there was a point in time after Abby where Elisa um, just lost weight. I mean, it was a like inexplicable. I lost all of my baby weight and then probably another 15 pounds. And and it was, it it just wasn't who Elisa was in, in her physical body. And, 
And that put a lot of pressure on her. She felt it. It was stressing her out. It, it decreased her self-esteem. And in that period, I will tell you, I don't, I cannot recall Elisa actually having any orgasms during that time in our lives. Um, and so that was something that she had to work on though. Mm -hmm. And and I was there supporting her. Um, but self-esteem is something that we, as a spouse, you're not going to change your your spouse. You're not going to just be able to raw raw them into to better self esteem. You as an individual need to get healing. You may have gone through a traumatic event. You may have gone through some some really life. A lot of life has hit you, and you're at that place where you just don't have it anymore. So I would say seek out professional help mm -hmm. during this time because um, trauma is real and. It's that sort of stuff that sort of takes us off the playing field and onto the sidelines. And sometimes we never want to even step back on that playing field. Absolutely. So, so just know that, um, as a husband, man, you can't raw, raw your wife back to having good self-esteem, man. It, um, it can almost drive her away at times too. But as a, as a woman and as a man, whatever, whoever you are, wherever you may be, seek out the help to help you get there. A couple other things that impact um, her ability to have orgasm is, you know, shorter sexual encounters. I mean, we just talked about this a few minutes ago that when it's short, you know, doing the quickie all the time, she may not orgasm simply because she needs more time. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're always having quickies, if it's always just kind of a like, you know, in out done, then her ability to have orgasm is going to be directly impacted by that. Other things, boredom, doing the same thing every time. Right, folks, like I get it. Routines are great. They help you get to work on time most days, right? You know, you plan out your meals. You know what you're going to have. Perfect. Routine boredom in the bedroom. Yeah, that's an intimacy killer. And, and if, it's, if it's boredom, if it's that, well, he's going to do this and I'm going to do this and well, she does this and then I do that. What's there to look forward to? Mm -hmm. There isn't, right? And so like why get mentally in the game? Because you can check out because you already know the drill. It's like going in robot mode. It is. It is. And you know what? We started up position of the month club just for this to break up the boredom. We have a position paper that we, we drop every month in there so you can try something new. And we have members in there who are just like, Oh my gosh, I never seen this position before. We have marriage inspiration papers in there, um, that you can come in there. So that way you can get out of that even the romance boredom, mm -hmm. right? And the foreplay boredom. So we can we can break that stuff up. So if you're interested in checking that out, go to positionofthemonthclub.com to learn more. And, and the last one that really impacts, um, and it probably comes as no surprise, is that relationship satisfaction. What's going on between the two of you? And will she, will she let down her guard? Are you safe enough that it's not just physically naked, it's emotionally naked to have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to talk about, we want to share some mindsets that you can adopt to create transformation in this idea that, that orgasm maybe isn't the ultimate goal when the two of you have sex. And we want to share some ways that, that you're going to be able to shrink that orgasm gap. Right. Right. Things that we've done in our own marriage. But I, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on your opportunity to get 25% off your first order of the RX bar for kids. So go to rxbar.com slash one and enter promo code one at checkout because your kids are going to love the taste and you're going to love knowing that they are eating clean. 
So let's look at these mindsets, right? Because all of those things that we talk about that are factors in having orgasm, you know, ultimately it comes down to what are the two of you thinking as you head into the bedroom or the living room or the, you know, sunset beach or wherever you're at, right? And the first one is that your spouse is a gift, their body is a gift, and your time with them is a gift, Mm. right? Making your spouse feel cherished is one of the ultimate goals, of your sexual intimacy, right? And so, you know, as we're talking about some of those things that are hindrances, right? When, when she feels cherished, it's not going to be a quickie. When she feels cherished, there's going to be some foreplay that helps her get in the mood and check out of the to-do list, right? Because when it's, when it's super quick and she's just like, oh, maybe I'm just a warm body. Guess what? She doesn't feel cherished and it's rare that she's going to have an orgasm. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Been there. You know, the second thing is that our world beats up on your spouse the minute they walk out the door, right? There are people, you know, cutting her off in traffic. There are bosses that are demanding things that seem, you know, absolutely ridiculous. There are kids hanging on her all day long and, you know, yelling, mom, that's not fair and all this kind of stuff. Your spouse gets beat up every single day. I don't care how confident they are you know, they may just have a thicker armor, but it still happens. We're all bombarded with it. The time that the two of you have in the bedroom naked together, it's an opportunity for you to build up and encourage. And, you know, Tony said it a few minutes ago, you can't change your spouse's self-esteem. It's their self-esteem. What you can do is you can create an environment where your spouse feels encouraged. And here's what happens when that happens in the bedroom, right? When she's encouraged to, you know, wear that sexy lingerie, it's like I told somebody the other day, we were talking about underwear of all things. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, you know, like once a quarter, maybe every six months, Tony and I will do a couple's date night to Victoria's Secret. And I just get new underwear. And then we toss out anything that's like, you know, old, um, goes back to that show that we did years ago called Holy Underwear, right? We do this together. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun for Tony to be with me picking out underwear because he knows what he's going to, you know, it's like treats for him. Right. Right. And, you know, it's one of those things where it builds that anticipation, Right. He's encouraging me. He's like, wow, you know, I'm like, I can't wait to see that on you. Right. It's that encouragement and anticipation. And, you know, so you're, you're looking at creating an environment of encouragement. And this again goes into, you know what? We have a great free resource you can get. Go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash must haves. And these are 11 must have items for your bedroom. And these are just different ways that you can create the environment right? Like for us right now, we really love our diffuser. It's great. It's a great way to have, um, to, to allow us to be in our bedroom and be in a place where I I don't know. I don't want to say we feel encouraged, but it's like, it's a stress reliever for Mm us. Um, we love, we love the smell of the different oils we can put in there. It allows for heightened sexual intimacy and foreplay. Um, so there, there are a number of different items that you can use to encourage that. And I noticed in our marriage over time, that has really helped. When it was bare and sparse in our bedroom and we really didn't have anything, like mood lighting, like one of those things on that list is a salt lamp, which creates great mood lighting. You know, when we didn't have any of those, it really felt like the whole experience of our sexual intimacy was just sterile. And I believe that the environment we create be it with smell 
or audio or visual enhances that ability for each of us and for your wife especially to be in a place where she can experience an orgasm. Yeah, I'm listening to you again so many times we've been referring to the early years of our marriage and actually had a conversation with a one listener the other day and she was sharing how, you know, they listen to the podcast every week and they've just had this amazing transformation in the few short months that they've been listening to the show. And I looked at her and I know that she's got a one-year-old and I said, oh my gosh, like to see where you are now, mm-hmm. how much farther ahead of the game than we were, like I can't wait to see what your marriage is going to look like in 10 years. Right. Because it doesn't matter guys where you are. And I've got one more mindset piece. I want to, I want to share with you. It doesn't matter where you are start today so that your mindset is not your mindset so that your future is different. Don't keep putting it off because when I looked at this wife and I see the transformation that they've had in such a short period of time, that's what we want for each one of you in the one family. And you know, the last mindset piece that I want to, I want to address is the fact that there are distractions everywhere. Mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, we talked about it last week, you know, when we talked about what are you looking at, right? Where, where are all those places that you're putting your eyes? But there are so many ways that the two of you can become disconnected. And, and so carving out that time in the bedroom where it's the two of you naked and together, that's precious quality time. Connection is one of the ultimate goals of marriage. And so, you know, as we're talking about these three mindsets, we're talking about feelings of connection encouragement and being cherished are those ultimate goals in marriage. And when that happens, when those pieces come together, guess what guys and gals, the relationship satisfaction starts going through the roof. When the relationship satisfaction, like how do I feel about my husband? How do I feel about our marriage? When that starts to go up, the engagement level rises. When the engagement level rises and her mind is fully present with you in sex, guess what she has? What we've been talking about. More orgasms. And, and we are a testament to this. We have experienced this in our own life. And as we were even talking about this show, we had to go back and we had to look at those days when, you know what? Orgasms were rare and far between. I spent more time in the 30% not having any than in the 65% of the time having some. Right. To today where... We've done our 60 days of sex challenge. Many of you we know have done the seven days of sex challenge, if not more. And and some of you have also completed a 60 days of sex challenge. Those of you who've implemented the intimacy lifestyle know this as well as Elisa and I do, that having that set up allows you to try new things, learn about each other, and ultimately have higher satisfaction in your sexual intimacy. And so as we're talking, we're like, oh my gosh, when was the last time you haven't had one, you know, and we're, we're thinking about, and this is both of us and it's been probably maybe a month or two ago that it hasn't happened because we are in the place where each of these areas are being met. Mm-hmm. And we just want to share a few ways that we've overcome that orgasm gap over the last nine years right? Of the things that we've done that have seen change, um, more oral sex, oral sex is a huge, you know, it has a huge ability to stimulate a woman. Mm -hmm. And so oral sex, longer lasting sex. Can can I just say one thing about the oral sex? Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. It, it, It is one of those areas. Um, I think we shared this before for Elisa, for this area, we, we know that she, she needs to feel clean. 
she needs to feel, you know, prettied up. And, and so if it's one of those nights where we're looking at oral sex, she will take a shower right before. And, and that's just sort of like game on. That's the way her, she's initiating as well. It's like, Hey, I'm taking a shower right before. Here we go. So just, just know that. And it's practice, practice, practice. This did not come easy for us. It was something we have had to work on. Longer lasting sex, right? This goes back to that whole timing. Yes. Right? Like you've got to have the timing piece down. Asking for what you want in bed. Folks, we do it all day long. We tell, you know, the fast food restaurants, I want fries with that. We tell our kids we want them to clean up the room. We tell our husband, don't forget to bring the milk. Well, ask for what you want in the bedroom. You got to ask. You, you got to ask and you got to share. And if you aren't there yet, you got to work on your emotional intimacy. Sex cannot be this scary thing that we cannot talk about. We hope that you uh, being part of the one family know that and realize that this is something beautiful between you and your spouse Mm -hmm. and being able to talk about it openly, honestly, and transparently with each other is huge. And and you may not even get to the orgasm part, but it's going to be huge in your sexual intimacy. Absolutely. And then when your partner does what you ask them to do, please say thank you. Praise Mm -hmm. them for doing it. You get more of what you asked for. Mm-hmm. right? You know, wear the sexy lingerie. Ladies, bust out the stuff. You're waiting for a special occasion. Tonight is a special occasion. Every night's a special wear occasion. Wear it. Yep. It's like using the fine china only on special events. Use it every day. Why? Because you have it. And one wife, Elisa was talking to the other night, her husband's a, a big football fan. He's not really into the lingerie, but... Years ago, she took um, boudoir pictures with this football jersey of a team that he's particularly fond of. And so I said, just pull it out. Yes. He'll be so excited. Yes. He'll remember those pictures. He'll think of you and it will be game on. Mm-hmm. You know, but incorporate sexy talk. Express your love to your spouse. Build a, remember, connection, encouragement, and feelings of being cherished. Start there and let the orgasm be the cherry on top. Not the ultimate goal. Not the scorekeeping. Mm-hmm. The strength between your marriage is what you're focusing on. Everything else gets to be the you know the cherry on top, like I said. Yeah. Okay. This is a big one, you guys. And we hope that what we brought to you today is something that you can really mull over and really understand. Because orgasm is something that all of us want to experience. We want our spouse to experience as well. And yet, if we're not in the place, and if they're not in the place to do that, it gets really difficult for them. So you're... Your task this week is really to, to step out in faith, step out and learn emotionally, connect with your spouse, you know, decrease the stress in their life, you know, increase the environment that you're in together. Maybe, maybe take on oral sex for the first time or, or try it again, but come together knowing that you're practicing this together so that way you can have heightened intimacy. Do these things this week. Take it to heart because we believe that you can experience the orgasm you desire in your bedroom. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. 